Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, I've been yes, wondering, ma'am. I've been wondering something about you. Okay. This is awkward. Do you enjoy pork rinds? Now, I'm not talking about pork rinds just from the grocery okay. store and, you know, in the chip section. What I'm other ta- kinds are there? I'm talking about the pork rind that you buy at a festival from a lady that's like got a ladle and like she's a, flipping the pork rinds what into the, the grease. What is that? What hey, festivals? Here's the thing. Yeah, what festivals West are you Virginia, going to? man. There, okay. there, was, there, was, there was a pork rind tent. There was barbecue plain. We bought a bag of each, and I want to tell you something. They're some of the best things I've ever eaten. Okay. What, tell me. I will answer your question. I do, in fact, like mm-hmm. pork rinds. Yes. But here's what I'll say. I do like grocery store ones. Here's what I like about them. You know, I like when they stick to your tongue a little bit and, like, pinch your <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like those little Chinese wafers that like pinch your little taste buds. Yes, yes, yes. I love that texture. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I know. And I but like I don't how... think I've ever had what you're describing. Let me just tell you. I'm picturing, can I tell you what I'm picturing? I'm what you're picturing is accurate. something in West Virginia, and I'm picturing some lady with uh-huh. a bloody knife cutting pig's ears <laughs> no, off no, no, and no, putting no. them in grease. No, she did have on bib overhauls with well, a cute I'm little glad. with a good Was cute it sanitary? little toboggan. It looked sanitary to me. There was a big vat of pork oil gr- of oil that she was taking the pork rinds and flipping them around does it taste like the grocery store ones better better well, because it's yeah. real it's kind of like the difference between if you have um what's what's real versus like, like not taco re- bell versus yes a yes yes or taco Dear bell versus missy herrera if, if you, you are, are listening, listening we're talking about tacos yes yes because missy we talked uh, about this a couple weeks ago uh. Would Missy go to Taco Bell? Absolutely not. But Missy will take you to the best taco truck taco you've ever truck been to. In Canton, Ohio. Yes. But let me just tell you, the pork rinds have made my mouth water just talking about them sitting here. They are delicious. On the way home, we had a bag of them. Daryl said, wrap up that bag, put the twisty tie on it, and put them in the back seat so I don't eat any more of them. Because, Darryl. you know, they'll kind of give you a belly ache if you eat too many well, of them. They because they pull on your taste buds. Oh, they're, they're, they're so good. <laughs> I, I think the pork rinds are... Uh, I mean, they're a hidden gem. Like, we don't talk about them well, enough. you know what? Here's the thing. Pork rinds, similar to cottage cheese, come in and out of fashion depending on what diets are popular. Because I remember people <gasps> on the yes. Atkins diet, yes, we're like bacon the- and pork rinds and <laughs> heart attacks. <laughs> but, like, do you still have any in I do. your home? Yes, I do. Do you think you can save one for me? Yes, I, I do. Because I would like to try this fair yes. food pork yes. rind. We had barbecue and the barbecue, interesting about the barbecue, it was like a, a dust, a dust, a barbecue dust on top of them. Yeah. Like, and, and listen, listen, when you are at a festival okay. and you see people, I'm with you. more than one person mm-hmm. walking around with a bag of pork rinds, right. you say to yourself, where's this booth? These pork rinds must wow. be good because people are, have multiple bags in their hands. You know, they're, they're. They're repping the pork rinds. The way you describe that, though, makes me feel like you had like a prophetic word or the Holy Spirit was prompting (laughs) you to buy pork rinds. And I'm not sure I'm on board with that. Well, well, I've made it beeline to the pork rind booth. And and I said, which one should I buy? And the lady said, both. And I said, yeah, you convinced me. me. You got me. Wow. Bottom both. That's a good saleswoman. Good marketing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, we have our... Fr- but well, I, we haven't said our good days, but I wanted to say we have our yes. friend Sarah Reith yes, that with was this. with us last yes. week, our psychologist friend, and we're glad that you came back. 
We loved our conversation about parenting and technology and building resilience in kid. We want to keep it going. We're like, there's more there. So we, we asked Sarah to come back again. Um, so Sarah, why don't you do your good day first and then I'll go next. Oh man. I feel like it is pork rind adjacent. This this good day that I have. Yeah. Fact. Because while I do not abide by a pork rind, I do love a good, uh, can of corned beef hash. I don't know how you feel about a can of corned beef hash. I love corned beef hash. Yeah. I don't know if I do, but here's where my wow is coming from. I'm, I know you are somewhat of a private person, but here's what I know about Sarah Reith is she wears like meticulous vintage clothes. She always has on lipstick, even during COVID under a mask. <laughs> I know the beautiful mm. green velvet couch you have in your home. Okay. I just did not expect corn, beef corn hash, hash corn out beef of a hash. can to come yeah. out of you. It doesn't, I love yeah. corned beef hash too. with tell two me, over easy yeah. eggs. Exactly. Yes. Can you exactly. tell me how did you eat it? Where did yeah. you eat it? We yeah. need to know. Absolutely. So uh, also, you know, t- to that point, I, I like to camp. My husband thinks that I don't real camp. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. we were going to go camping and I know that, you know, we do corned beef hash on snow days, you know, we, we, we eat it at home, but I was going to do it over the fire and mm. we were planning our, our little, you know, tent camping. And, uh, my husband's like, well, you know, you don't real camp. And I, I said, you know, I, I, I respond to that with, you know, shock and disgust <laughs> and disdain and I'm going to prove it to you. And so my kids and I, we went to Finley state park and uh, really the reason I went was because I got these really, these two little cute, different, but the same color, Wes Anderson looking, vintage looking tents. Yes. Mm. And I listen, support this. just because I'm making it aesthetic does not mean it's not real camping. Listen, right? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> this is up your alley. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Make yes. it cute. Yeah. So my good day was the kids and I went to the state park and, you know, like you stop the gas station. What are my gas station foods that I'm mm-hmm. going to get? And I got specifically like a little drink that I knew when I emptied out the glass bottle, I was going to put a bouquet in it with my yes. wicker basket Ooh, and my yes, is, you know plaid little yes. tablecloth and so we went and you know the kids and I had a great time and it was the perfect weather because there was no you know mosquitoes like fall and it's just cold mm-hmm. enough yeah. crisp and in the morning as I'm making my corned beef hash the kids scurry up from the woods where they were collecting sticks for the fire and they said are we gonna show her we're gonna show her. yeah yeah let's show her and they said follow us and so my kids who are 13 and 11 took me into the woods I don't know what I'm looking at <laughs> You know, we go by the pea tree because I did pee in the woods. So that was a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. Because listen, I real camp. I don't want anybody to say I don't. I'm impressed. Yeah, we did it for real. And so we go past it and we go down to this clearing a little bit. And it was a lake. It was like a little tributary of the lake. And it was all mist. And so you could just see the edges of the, you know, foliage. And it was just turning, you know, the leaves were coming down. It was just mist kind of coasting off. And we just were silent. And we stood there, and it was this holy silence. And so that, that was, was my good so day. Good. That's like, that was a really good day. I have day. a follow-up, though. Your husband, mm-hmm. who criticized you for not real camping, yeah. he did not make it into this story. I told so where him, was he? Yeah, he was invited. Okay. Um, but he was kind of like, you know, his energy was not right for aesthetic yeah. camping. And I said, you know, you're 6'5", <laughs> and I don't think you're going to fit in this really cute, you know, couple of tents that I got. <laughs> and I just want you to give me some feedback. Like, are you going to bring your good energy to my, yeah. t- to my campsite? This is, I so, so support this yeah. conversation. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to do my best. I was like, no, 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 no. I <laughs> 
want you to know that we're on a journey, and this journey could take us anywhere. And if I need to stop for a fry pie, I don't want that negative energy oh, encroaching. This, you guys should do this yeah. together. Yeah. This yes. is, this is yeah, because yeah. we went to Oberlin College, and we walked around, and we there was a little festival with yeah. light, like they lit yes. paper lanterns. Listen, I've been known to drive separately when we when yeah. Daryl and I go places. I'm yeah. like, listen, I'm not getting in the car and yeah. not being able to pull over right. at a little outlet mall mm-hmm. or or to pull over to some coffee or to change my oil (laughs) (laughs) there's a story there (laughs) and we have been known to drive separately because he gets in the vehicle and it is like now he says it's not a race but he's racing somebody i'm I'm on team daryl i know you are more like you guys but i'm just not there are roadside attractions that are Mm -hmm. giant yes how are you going to sit in the world's largest rocking chair here's what could happen if we here's where i could where i could meet you halfway if I knew we had a destination mm-hmm. and you said we will get to our embassy suites. No, no I'm already saying if you're <laughs> listening, embassy suites. <laughs> we'll get to the embassy suites by nine o'clock tonight. Give me the whole day. Okay. I could I could get on board with that. Yeah, no. I, I could no, get on, I'm not. You don't even want to give me no, nine o'clock. No, you're not restricting me to a time. That's right. I, I, no, no, I might need to pull over at a thrift store and spend two hours there. No, mm-hmm. but if we make... No, you can't I can't commit no. to nine no, p.m. No, no, because me? I might want to stop at a different city. <gasps> it's oh, an adventure. You are such a diva right now. You have the snottiest <laughs> little nose face. I'm actually mad about it because you can't even give <laughs> me a bedtime. Face. All no, I want is a bedtime. No, I might want to stop at a different city. I might want to take a detour 45 minutes out of the way and stop at a mountain town. I'm fine with that if we're sleeping in an embassy <laughs> suite. If you are listening. Because you know, Embassy Suites has a living room on the front of the bedroom. I know. <laughs> you I know. know I they, love that part. And they have a great lobby, according to you. I know. And brought the breakfast. Breakfast. So if you can guarantee me a bed. Okay. 10 o'clock p.m. Okay. Can we compromise yeah, on yeah. 10? Yeah. Does it matter what city? No. Okay. All no. Right. Yeah, I no. could do that. Okay. I could do this with you. Okay. Sarah's not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's demanding. But listen, I'll give you the day. If you can give me a bedtime. Okay. All right. Does that sound good? Yeah, if that I have sounds a good. Partnership. I just need a destination. Yeah, I know. Like I know. my, I know. here's, we, we're, we might, this, is this just going to be a chatter yeah, episode? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it might be. My sister and her husband, my brother-in-law is a lovely person who hiked the Appalachian Trail. I used I to call him out. He did man. a lot. Yeah. He did a lot of it. And you know, when we get together for holidays, they want to hike. And my question always is. Where, where where are, where are we, we going? going? Mm. They don't need is to go with a, you. Is there yeah. a waterfall? Yeah. Is there an overlook? Mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be. Is that. there IHOP at the end that no, we're going to drive that's to? That's not the point of hiking. I know, but I I need I just need a destination. Yeah, and like, I know like Ralph Walter Emerson, like it's not about the journey; <laughs> it's about the roadless. Like I know all the quotes, but gosh, I want a destination. Really Walden, bad. he is not. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I am not yeah. that person. No. My good day, I will make mine quick because we're already at 11 minutes. Yeah, I already had my, my, my good day was pork rinds, but you go yeah. ahead. My good day is recently we had um, a professional development day for our teachers um, at our school. And that's kind of one of my big rocks of my job is to plan those things. And 
I thought I want to do something special for our teachers. And so I found some people, I guess they found me, but they're people at our church that are really good cooks and they brought a breakfast in. And so they pulled up and I was helping them unload. And you know, what was just the icing on the cake for me was uh, my pastor and his wife came and they they served. Yeah. They're nice Um, people. My mom was there serving. She decorated the table with pumpkins and apples and all that jazz. Eric Heller's mom was there. Eric Heller Eric, is the Skyline Chili guy. The Skyline guy. And the, the Hibachi, Hibachi man. Grill, yeah. Hibachi. His mom was there. And so they all served our staff of 75-ish wow. teachers. And you know how when like your worlds collide and you watch people that you love, love mm-hmm. on people mm-hmm. that you love. Mm-hmm. It was like this really cool thing mm-hmm. where I was like really proud and thankful yeah, for awesome. people that are in my life. Because uh, they just served our teachers at our school district so That's well. awesome. So... It was my good day. That's good. Lovely. Hey, well, we it's have... a great it's a great springboard for what we're talking it about. It really is. Um, we have Sarah here again, and we wanted to ex- keep talking a little bit about parenting. But really, one of the expertise that you have is, um, can you give us like like a one minute synopsis? Because if you didn't hear Sarah's longer explanation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of who she who is she and what is she and does, what she does. Mm-hmm, can you give mm-hmm. us just that like a one minute snippet? You did say it on the last episode where we talked about resiliency, but can you just give it again just so we know, have a little context? For sure. So I'm by trade a school psychologist. I worked in clinical prior to being in the schools, and I'm the director of a mentorship organization here in Wayne County. Yeah. Wow, that was really good. That was was, was faster than a minute. That's right. Um, So Sarah, one of the biggest things that you've looked at in your career that has the most change like the most bang for your buck, the most the biggest impact. result mm-hmm. impact. That's a better word mm-hmm. um, was mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked on the last episode about part of your job as a um, psychologist is to look at a kid and say, what's going on with this kid and what can we do to change their environment, to help them maybe make better choices or, mm-hmm. you know, learn or grow in some way. And when you were in your field uh, full time as a school psychologist, you were like, the research all kind of points to one thing. Yeah. And that one thing was expanding the relationships that have an impact on that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell me a little bit why that is, mm-hmm. what you saw when you looked at that? Yeah, that why you is were it like, important? You know, because you went, I maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but you went to school and you take classes on child development, mm-hmm. on behavioral interventions, mm-hmm. on academic interventions, and all those things are kind of the traditional thing that you learn. And then this body of work came out of your study when you were in the field. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a college thing you stumbled upon. Yeah. What did the research show you that you were, it like hit you like a wall where you yeah. started a nonprofit mm-hmm. around this body of research and the ideas that you found, um, in regards to mentorship and relationship, what, yeah, what was sure. that like? For sure, you know, you know, I, when we look at the field of education, and Matt, you as an educator and your family, and uh, you know how you have navigated, um, you know, these systems that we use to raise children. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to celebrate, um, and there are lots of interventions and and resources and people who are doing it for the right reasons. And uh, you know, I think you know my career, I really always wanted to be a place uh, that felt like it was a change agent, and that there were uh, 
uh, you know, people who who were earnestly endeavoring to do best. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I hear when you're mm-hmm. describing that community of, you know, the educators meeting up with your church family yeah, and, and everybody right. just there with a sense of, um, yeah, we, we're trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be hopeful. Um, and, you know, when you work in uh, psychology, oftentimes it's with this idea that you're looking for what's wrong and you're looking for what's going to fix it. Yeah, and yeah. when you evaluate a child who's not eligible for the services, uh, you know, you've gone through this 10-hour evaluation and, and this really relationship with a variety of people that you're, you're together trying to come up with solutions. Mm. And so for me, it was, you know, kid after kid who was not eligible for service, but what they had in common were um, experiences living in poverty and experiences with trauma. Yeah. And there's this thing called adverse childhood experiences. They're called ACE scores. Mm-hmm. And all the robust research around how do you combat ACE scores. So when a kid has had an incident of trauma and the more traumas they have, the more difficult it is for them to learn and to have um, you know, a successful outcome uh, in their schooling experience. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing, the only research-based uh, intervention that um, you know, tells us that we can combat those ACEs is relationship and mentorship. Mm-hmm. And so I was really interested in that because we had so many kids that were on my heart that I really loved that I wanted there to be positive outcome for. Yeah. Uh, and it, it you know, kind of makes sense. I really was kind of ashamed of myself as a psychologist that I hadn't really understood fully, that I hadn't fully metabolized this Maslow's hierarchy of need, which says that you have to have your basic needs met before mm-hmm. you can have a relationship, and you have to have relationship before you can have higher level thinking. Yeah. And we were living that all the time, you right. know? And that's like day one of education. It is the day Maslow one of education. Maslow and Bloom. Maslow and Bloom. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge movement that's set now that mm-hmm. says Maslow's before Bloom. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is... Hello. <laughs> We're going to Hi. the Oh, hello, Maslow. I'm here. Yes, yeah. Maslow and Bloom. <laughs> We're going back to college. So, Are those chefs? <laughs> no, that's a great question. They're educational theorists. And Maslow is what Sarah was talking about where um, – his theories all had to do with our kids' needs being met. And if their basic needs aren't being met, so if your food, okay. if your shelter, shelter, clothing, if that's not met, it's really hard to have a positive relationship. So we need to meet those first. Then we can build relationships. And then once we build positive relationships, we can really start furthering ourselves mm-hmm, and right, really growing right. in knowledge or in social emotional mm-hmm. skills or that kind of thing. Listen, that's true Bloom, of adults. That's right. It's that's how true. humans work. Yeah. But then Bloom, his thing is all about the hierarchies of how we learn and mm-hmm. like the different modalities that we learn. And so often I think in traditional education, it's like we think a lot about how kids learn and how we structure a lesson to help them understand it better. But the reality is we will always beat our head against the wall if their basic needs aren't met. Then if they don't have a relationship with the teacher that's in their classroom, they'll never, they'll never really internalize any body of knowledge. You know what I mean? And so right. unless, unless those mm-hmm. things aren't met first, that's absolutely. Right. Yeah. But to your point, this isn't just exclusive no. to education or right? kids. This is, this is a universal yes. need that yeah. everyone has. Yeah. I think about um, our youngest son, Joey is 23 and he worked for a property management company in Columbus and the owner, the owners of that just kind of took him under their wing. I mean, they knew he wanted, they could tell he was aggressive and wanted to learn and was energetic about his position. And he still meets with one of them in particular. He still meets with him once a month for lunch. And I just got a handwritten 
beautiful. I don't actually think I've ever gotten a greeting card so beautiful. It was like this cardstock that looked, I don't know, half an inch thick, but it was beautiful. I showed it to you, Matt. It was like a brick. Yeah. (laughs) A handwritten note basically just saying, you know, how much he appreciated Joey, how much he loved spending time with him. And I think something about mentorship that sometimes could be overlooked is that that Nick appreciates Joey as much as Joey appreciates Nick. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 Nick is at a place in his life where he's ready to give back to someone like Joey. And then he sees things. He's reminded of things. He's, mm-hmm. he, he is watching things unfold mm-hmm. in Joey that is very reminiscent of himself. Mm-hmm. So I think mentorship, we think of it as a sacrifice for the mentor, but, but sometimes the mentor is also being served and being, um, just, I guess, given to in yeah, a way. Symbiotic, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So Sarah, can you tell us this? Why do you think mentorship is so important? Maybe for both parties, but why do you think this is such an important thing to have these robust relationships mm-hmm. in our life? What do we get from those? Okay. And before you answer that question, mm-hmm. when you answer it, this isn't just for the kid who's who's in, in trouble no. or right. who's in need yeah. or who doesn't have his basic needs met. This is for a kid that might be a straight A student. That's right. right. Okay. Absolutely. So so if you will address it from even that angle, because, you know, of course, we can all sit here and say, you know, kids that have have great need. Absolutely. Obviously, they need mm-hmm. other relationships yeah. in their life. But the truth is, even kids that seemingly have it all together. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And sometimes even more so, you know, I, I think that, you know, I had a superintendent say to me, uh, you know, mentorship is good for everyone. We should have a mentor for every single kid. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think for each of us as humans, what, what mentorship brings to the table is this sense of somebody who is curious about you in a way that reframes and mirrors back often your best self or somebody mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. even see mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And so I, I couldn't agree more with you that it is good for the mentor as well. And, you know, to be able to bring together together a community that fosters a sense of belonging and a sense that, you know, we really know each other and are for each other mm-hmm. is to build a great community. Mm-hmm. And so when we have seen people, whether it be in the corporate world or, uh, you know, in a variety of different settings, really prioritize relationship and mentorship in a way that also feels organized and mm-hmm. feels like mm-hmm. it has boundaries mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it and right. uh, is able to be persistent and, uh, you know, can be sustainable, then that really, things start to happen. Mm-hmm. Things start to move. And we solve bigger problems. Mm -hmm. I I think Mm -hmm. we solve problems around being able to create and generate hope. When you look at the hard seasons of countries, when you look at all the hard things that are going on right now, what people grasp onto is, you know, this, this person helped me in this way. They saw me, they thought they came back for me with this car. They, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, all that's going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is each other that we have to hang on to Mm -hmm. when there is difficulty. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we talked formerly about resiliency, and and I think this is a lever of it, is Mm -hmm. relationship as a facet of resiliency. Yeah, that's good. that's really good. So if you're thinking about someone who, um, my mom's a great example of this. So my mom is, her kids are all grown ups. She's a grandma. Um, When you think of someone that's the mentor, Mm -hmm. um, what does that look like? You know, what would you say to someone? Like, what are... This is going to sound really maybe crass in a way, but like, what do they get out of it? Yeah. It seems like they're just giving, giving, giving. Mm -hmm. But what have you seen 
from the per, the mm-hmm. mentor side mm-hmm. that you're like, man, this is what builds into them too. What does that piece look like? Cause yeah. I think we often I think it's pretty obvious sometimes mm-hmm. that like, what does the mentee get? You know, I have an adult coming or someone who's at a season of right. ahead of me. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about our mentors, you're 55 and your mentors in her seventies. My, I have a mentor. Um, we don't meet. I mean, honestly, it's been a long time since we met because we moved. Mm-hmm. But he mentored me for a while. Mm-hmm. He was a family court judge that we would meet and read books together. Um, he was a season ahead. So we kind of know that side of it. But yeah. as you, you know, you organize hundreds of volunteers yeah. to go into public schools to mentor kids. What what do they get out of it? Yeah. I know that sounds like yeah, a really no, crass a or like harsh that's a way great to question. I think it. when you're looking at how you spend your time, that's an important question to ask mm. because you want to use your time well and wisely and with your gifts. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, everybody has a different interactive style, right? Yeah. And, you know, starting with why is it good for anyone? I, I think my brain always goes to the evidence of it. And, you know, we know that people who volunteer, people who specifically volunteer in relational practice, they extend their life with mm. it, you know? So I, I always say, you know, come and mentor and, uh, you know, you're going to live longer, right? So that's, that's the pitch. But <laughs> and that's true. It's true. Yeah. When you when you volunteer, when you um, especially have, you know, depth of relationship, that's actually something that can increase your longevity, yeah. right? Wow. So that's the, those are the numbers. But when I look anecdotally about what I see, what I, what I really think is that your ability to um, you know, seek and foster a rich life mm, is mm. to me what is valuable around coming and interacting and meeting and being curious with somebody who might be dissimilar from you, mm. uh, but who also is going to inform how you can look at things in different ways. Yeah. And so I do notice that a lot of uh, volunteers will come in. And they're really coming to serve and they're coming, you know, for the right reasons, but they're not expecting to come and receive. Yeah. And it's almost they all kind of approach me in this bewildered perspective, you know, about a year, a year and a half in, and they say, I didn't I, I feel guilty. I feel like I'm getting way more out of this mm. and this kid, I I just did not expect this and I care so deeply about them and they make me think so differently. And mm-hmm. you know, this That's valuable good. time that we spend is yielding this in my life. And boy, is that unexpected. Yeah. Right. And you know, as adults you don't expect to come and be uh you know served by a kid but to be able to have that be something that is intentional in you know seeking out the value from somebody who's who's got a younger uh mm-hmm. you know perspective it could be really good yeah and Absolutely. also the whole feeling of feeling needed or wanted yeah. or mm-hmm. valued i mean i think as we get older i'm 55 um I, know. <laughs> um i think i think um there's a there's a you can start feeling now I don't feel this way, but I I really don't feel this way, but I know people that feel less seen, less valued, less listened to as they get older. So I think that it can, I I would think that it really would foster someone feeling needed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, On the flip side of that recently, I I was in Columbus spending time with our youngest son and he is um, in, commercial real estate and that is a hard business to break into and it has been hard and we were walking across the parking lot and he grabbed a hold of my hand and he said mom I I guess I always knew that I I had good parents like I knew it Mm -hmm. he said but I didn't realize that how important it is to have somebody who believes in you Mm -hmm. like you and dad have consistently spoken like 
you believe, you know, you believe in me, you believe right. in my future, you believe that I'm capable. And he said, I, I never realized until now how much I have needed that. Yeah. And I just think that mentorship does that for, for, for someone who may not have that active voice yeah. loud enough in their life, maybe. Yeah. And I think it corroborates it when you have another adult who's saying that same thing to your child. So it sounds like, right. yeah, mm-hmm. that, that right. mentorship that he has, he's hearing an echoing of what, yes. what you, you know, together have, have shared it. You kind of mistrusted a little bit as a kid. Well, you're my yes, parent. You exactly. have to say that. Right. My kids have well, said yeah. that. Like, yeah. you're my mom. Of course you're going to say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're going to think I'm the best. Yeah. That's right. right. Do your, you have teenagers. Have teenagers. Do your teenagers have mentors currently? They do. They both have mentors. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, through the little program. And it was really important to me because, you know, I want to normalize it, but I also see the value. And so making a choice around, you know, who do I want in my child's life and how, you know, can they add value in a way that in my role as a parent, I just can't, right? Yeah. And so uh, my son has a uh, mentor who is a former um, lawyer from uh, New Jersey and worked in Manhattan for his career. Wow, And boy, cool. is he a powerhouse. And they get together and they just have such a different relationship than he and my husband have Mm -hmm. because the power structure is different. Right. And my daughter has uh, a mentor who is just one of the very best and she is kind of sporty like my daughter is and I am not that. And she just (laughs) is able to hold humor in a way that, again, power dynamic, very different. And so you see that add value and you see your kid's confidence start to Mm -hmm. amplify Mm -hmm. on the basis of having multiple caring adults Mm -hmm. that are able to say, I see this in you and, and we're cheering for you. It really becomes a huddle. Yeah, that's really good. You know, um, it reminds me of that saying from Andy Stanley and he says it about friends, but I think it, I think it works here too, is that your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. 100%. So I would think that mentorship falls into that category. Like the people around you really do determine mm-hmm. the quality and direction of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there's a, you probably know this study because I think it's a famous study, but I think it was, had something to do with Harvard students mm-hmm. and it, the students that were, that found the most success at Harvard weren't the smartest, weren't the mm-hmm. brightest. It's who had the most access to a network. That's right. That's so right. I don't remember what the study was mm-hmm. from. I think it's from, you know what it might be? I think it my this, the antidote from it is from Hillbilly LG oh, is part of that. Yeah. If you've never read that book. I, I, also, saw, Vance, I also he, saw somebody on Instagram on a reel saying the yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's yes. a study done around Harvard students and it was something JD Vance wrote about it in his mm-hmm. book about Hillbilly LG. I read that when um, Barack Obama, you know, kind of touted that book around, mm-hmm. but it ha- I think that's another part of it too is, you know, you get access to other things. We've that's talked right. about yes. this with friendships, yes. but it's the same thing in mentorship yes. is, when you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you and your husband do not have access to bodies of knowledge yeah. and, you know, networks that your uh, son's mentor mm-hmm. has access to, That's right. you know, that, that is like, that is gold to it's me. Gold. Like yeah. when you find and in you guys were all kind of like the networky kind of people where we are curious about people and mm-hmm. we're curious about like where they've come from and Mm -hmm. what they've done and what they've learned. And I think that's a huge part of it too, is, you know, a mentor doesn't change a kid's in this, you know, in mentorship with students that we're talking about, they're not giving kids money, right? They're not rehoming them. They're not buying them clothes. That's Mm -hmm. not the end goal. 
the end goal is to create this relationship that builds agency in both of them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the kid and the mentor have access to each other's perspectives, Mm -hmm. their networks, they're Mm -hmm. helping them, you know, see things differently or make a connection. You know, those things are the most rich part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that about mentorship because I think you learn so much about the other person, but you also have access to things through them that you've, you would never hear about right. or know anything else. Just those perspectives are invaluable. I think right. it gives you an opportunity for dimensionality to your life too. Is, mm. You know, I say that, you know, the, the research is really strong around working mothers, uh, yielding more both independent and successful children sometimes. Mm. Um, and I really, you know, hold on to that because my <laughs> maternal guilt, you know, when yeah, I'm a working right. mom and you got little kids, you know, for me, what I what I realized and recognized and that that feels like me- mentorship is, you know, when the grandparents were, were really fortunate to have grandparents mm. connected to, um, you know, my kids, both uh, my maternal and, and my, my husband's, my in-laws too, are all here around. Um, when I would, uh, they would kind of share uh, the time with our kids, you know, one parent is is uh, really into nature and is taking them on nature hikes and mm-hmm, describing mm-hmm. everything. One is really into baking and they're measuring and they're talking about, you know, I, uh, the things that I am good at are finite, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have more adults that have a variety so of passions, true. then you're exposing your children mm-hmm. yeah. to a variety of passions, right? That's a good word. And so being able to look at it from that vantage point as to I'm giving access to things that my child might be good at, but I'm not good at, yeah. uh, so that they can go and find those things that are going to set them on fire is yeah. really key. I'm, I am living that right now because my child... You guys, I've never talked about this on the podcast, but my fourth grader, he's loving the NFL. And like, listen, I can only support so much. I can only like buy football. Like I can only do so much. But we went out to dinner recently with Mallory's parents and her brother. And I was kind of sitting around her, our fourth grader and her dad and brother. And the three of them started talking about NFL. And Mm -hmm. I looked at my fourth grader and I didn't say anything because I didn't want to like spoil the moment. But I looked at him and I was like, I didn't know he knew half of this stuff. And you don't know half that stuff. And I don't know half that stuff. And so this is stuff he talks about with his friends at school. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about it with his grandpa. So if you ever got a mentor, Mm -hmm. you would, you would want to. We need an athlete. You need an athlete. (laughs) That's right. I'm still hoping for some band out of that kid too. Is there anything with the NFL with Disney? Oh. You know okay. what? I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> Recently, Disney on Disney Plus, no. they I don't know how they did it, but they hooked up an animation with a live um football game. Did any, either you didn't no. this. So you could watch an animation with Toy Story toy characters, but it was a real life football game. I'm sure there was a delay of some sort, but you could watch it on Disney Plus. So they were doing that for all the kids who had to watch football with their dads. That's right. That's (laughs) true. That's so good. That's right. Um, Well, hey, we're actually out of time, which is these have gone so fast. So fast. This this is not our last time with you. Yes, thank you for being here in the studio. Um, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge so fun. and really thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a friend. Yes. Um, yes. I love what you said. I love what you said about the podcast earlier. We didn't have the mics on, but you said that you turn on the, you turn on the podcast when you want to feel like you're hanging out with friends. Yeah. 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 I love that. And we laugh together. Yeah. Speaking of that. Um, yes, Sarah, you are a good friend of the podcast mm-hmm. and you know, what is really helpful for us 
that's something free that builds into us is writing us a review. Yes. So if you can star us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be helpful. Be so nice. I love the reviews that say it feels like we're hanging out yes. and drinking coffee because no. that's really Frothy what coffee. we've been practicing that's really for about 15 yes, years, yes. right? I say um, <laughs> we did a podcast long before podcasts. We just didn't have microphones. No, we didn't. It wasn't a thing. <laughs> We could, we should have started this a long time ago. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. And we can't leave without saying a shout out to our friends yes. at Walnut Creek Foods. We are so thankful for them for being a sponsor. Here's what I want to say too. If you are someone who has listened to the podcast and you happen to find yourself in Walnut Creek Foods, tell them you heard about it from Oh us. yeah, you mean Be Walnut like, Creek Cheese. Oh, Walnut Creek Cheese. Yeah, Walnut Creek Cheese and Market. Walnut Creek Cheese have you heard of these are good days? Cause you're sponsoring yes, them. That's, that's that would right, be a good that's thing. Right, that's so right. here's what I'll tell you to do though. If I, if you are headed, this is the time of year when everybody goes to Amish country. Yes. So if you mm. are headed to Amish country this fall to look at the foliage and you find yourself at Walnut Creek cheese. And I would tell you, if you had to pick up one thing from them, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say one thing. Do you know what I would say? What? I have one thing I would pick. What? Maple cinnamon rolls mm. is what I would yeah, tell. They're if, so good. Because listen, if you're on one of your tangent driving around promising me a bed at 10 o'clock, <laughs> I would want a pan or like a tray. They're like your six whole, cinnamon your rolls. Whole serving. I would have that. And listen, what would that, you pick? Oh, oh, that's if you had to pick hard. one thing, and we're um, I, I would say the cin. I love that the cinnamon, the cinnamon toast, the the swirl. Yeah. It's the English muffin bread, mm -hmm. but they make it cinnamon. I mm -hmm. do love that. Yeah. Listen, also if you're out of town, and you have Giant Eagle or Kroger or mm -hmm. or different big stores, Water Creek Foods, their brands yeah, are right. in. Their brand is in so many stores yeah. now. Listen, we have a lot of people in Northeast Ohio, and you know what store I love that's in Northeast Ohio that I know what? carries. Walnut Creek Foods is what? Marks. Yes, have it does. Have fun for your money and it, save at yeah. Marks. <laughs> and they have their they have their um, cinnamon toast bread, and they also have their That's cinnamon right. rolls. So we are thankful Marks. that Walnut Creek Foods is a friend of us. Yes, and so be a friend them. to them. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation all about mentorship and the influence that we can have on each other. Here's what I'll say to you in my parting shot is if you have not been mentored, find a place where you can get a mentor. I would go, if I were you, I would go to a church, a club, find an art class, mm -hmm. you know, some mentoring mm -hmm. can be, Hey, teach me a skill. It can yes. be share your life and everything in between. Yes. And so find someone to mentor you. And if you haven't ever mentored someone, no matter what skill you think you have to give, you have something you can mm -hmm. always impart to someone else. So here's what I'll say too. Since we do have a lot of local listeners, if you've never mentored, We'd love to get you into a huddle. Yes. But if you are not, you can find there, Boys and Girls Club. Listen, is there Those, a place to find O-Huddle online? Is there a website? Yeah, ohuddle.org. Okay. Ohuddle.org. Okay. We have awesome. 75 kids on the wait list as of today. So wow. We could definitely so local use them. friends, if yes. you're listening. 75 you of you. Yes. We could use more mentors. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, well, thanks, thanks again for joining us in this conversation. You know, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these, these are, are good, good days. days. This episode brought to you by Wanna Creek Foods. <laughs>